Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 28 of Spunk Lake Sports featuring Yast and Klon. Given your fill of Minnesota sports for the week, Klon, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's uh, been better. <laughs> Son of a... It- yeah yeah it's been a it's been a tough weekend uh obviously at the Timberwolves game Friday night had to watch the the ship the ship finally sink uh great time though like I'd never been to an NBA playoff game so that was kind of a blast but I I guarantee that building was on fire I wish I could have watched it but I don't think I could have stomached seeing that loss in person shout out shout out my work for actually scheduling me for every Wolves blown lead (laughs) <laughs> this this playoffs from the wolves they didn't get to watch any of the the slow painful comebacks from the grizzlies i just had to watch it on my phone and whenever and yeah, whenever yeah. i saw we were up in the fourth quarter i just told myself i was like you know hey this is the timberwolves or they might you know grizzlies might come back here so i don't want to get my hopes up too much and yep by yeah, by game do. six the wolves you know they're they're a drained, man. I think they're drained of everything at that point. And it was definitely not one of those games, too. Just, just perfect. You, you know how bad it got because you had fans in the stands literally saying, "I want to be losing at the start of the fourth quarter." <laughs> like that was the mentality a lot of people had: is like, "Don't give us a lead until the last ten seconds." I mean, that's <laughs> like seriously, fair. let's be tied or losing the entire game. And that, that's just such a crazy mentality. But people were seriously like wanting that. We, they were upset we were winning. That is your daily dose of Minnesota sports PTSD. We'll get into more later, obviously. But yeah, for, for the Wolves specifically, just blown another double digit lead in the fourth. I mean, you could tell what it was. You could tell what it was the entire time. It was offensive rebounding on the Grizzlies part. It was stagnant. Well, whenever the Wolves were in half court offense, it was just tough to watch. Yeah. Like too many shots being chucked, just not enough yeah. movement. It was, it was hero ball in the fourth for a couple games. Like it added up all those factors because I'm almost a math major. Just kidding. I didn't take any math in college, but the math adds up to we're a young team. For sure. No, yes. for sure. And Just even the math adds tell, up to <laughs> like even guys like, or or maybe not even young team because cat and Delo are 26, but we're the less, we're the less experienced team. If, yeah, if, that's, if the roles were flipped, we probably, if we were the one with one year of playoff experience last year, a series under the belt, then we probably would have taken this series because we know what it takes. But right. with Anthony Edwards, it could just, and he did his own thing. Look, Carl Anthony Towns had a couple really bad games, but man, am I proud of him for stepping up. That's a lot. Of, he takes so much heat, man. Like, I, I just appreciate him for running through all that heat, running through the fire, and at least putting up solid cat games. Had a, yeah. Obviously, you have your cat lapses here and there, like the kickouts on the fouls and the charges and the, the long three at the end of game six. Yeah. There's the little things, but overall what a bounce back from cat. Yeah. I, I that, and you, I think I just appreciate, almost... like, I really do appreciate him as a wolves fan. He could have, 
And right. he's taken a lot of heat from Wolves fans, too. He could have given up and requested a trade a long time ago. But I just appreciate him for sticking with us this long. Like, he's well, – the people who are saying trade cat, okay, so what do we get from him? What, what holes does that fill in our team? Like, he's the best player on our team. Nowhere. We need him. We don't make the playoffs without him. He had a 60-point game. Like, he's one of the, be- he's one of the yeah. better centers in the league. If Arguably the best offensive center in the league. Like, that's just super hard to replace. I'd rather, like, I'd rather have Cat just deal with like the emotional, whatever, whatever's going on in the court, you know, like where he gets really upset. Like I'd rather have him try to control that rather than just dump him after seven years. And we know how good he is and we know how good he is. Like just because of that, we're really just because of foul issues and sometimes a bad attitude on the court. Like we're really going to get rid of him for that. He's not hurting the, like he's not, Unless he's hurting the team chemistry, which it doesn't seem that way. Doesn't look like that's the case at all, I wouldn't say. So no. I, I think you're good that way. But I think you you really appreciate with him almost more so after the series now and then you watch Memphis lose their first game against Golden State. It really puts into perspective, I think, in a national sense, how much hate Cat was getting, like almost I sure unfairly. hope so. Good Lord, the guy doesn't flip and deserve it. He, more than like, anyone like he's had a tough right. go and john ja, ja Morant was doing a lot of the same things cat was noted for doing in our series and losing yeah ja did a lot of the same things there on sunday against the warriors ready on the logo like that's yeah i mean like people can take that any way they want i personally do not care because i like sports and sports are fun and i oh, like them to be fun just being that's just competition you gotta, yeah, you gotta just live be, with yeah that. being petty whatever like there's no harm no foul but you don't have to like drag people's name down even nba players like draymond green and dame lillard are like trying to drag cats maybe not trying but they're just giving them crap for like things if they did research on carl himself or maybe even reached out to carl himself they'd probably learn a lot more and be like oh i get it now Right. Yeah, it's like the play in game, like the like the play in game, for example, people just laid into him for that. Well, the very next day, it was his, I think, two year anniversary of his mother's passing. I would have threw up mid court on the court if if I was playing in that type of game. Biggest game of my career. And that day is coming up like that's that's a lot of emotion. So I think he I think Kat kind of went through it this playoffs. I think he was emotional because of just being there and everything he's went through, right? We've all had times like that where we just get to a big moment and we just like, wow, we were here. Like it took a lot to get here. Like that's emotional. Right. I think a lot of people do not see that side side of things. Like he's just a regular dude. He's just seven feet tall and like two sixty. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing too, with these guys is, you know, you, you try to, you act like they're just images on a on a quarter of a field, and then you know they don't have lives. Commercial, or, you know, these right. people experience a lot of the same things you and I do. It's just they're can run a four four forty or dunk a basketball. You know, it's no dip, life's not more that athletic than them. I am. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Compared to the athleticism we've all displayed, but it's just yeah. I I don't Maybe understand basketball. the hate on guys for just being human. You know, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll never figure that one like, out. Like the, the people saying when Cat was like walking out of the stadium and like giving thanks. Yeah, to fans, that was garbage. That yeah. was that was terrible, man. Like come like the people rag on him, but they don't understand like the crowds he has seen at the yeah. Target Center his seven year career. This is well, um, the most appreciative, respective, like crazy crowd he's ever been a part of. I'd want to thank them for coming out for supporting us. Sorry and, we didn't get it well, done, but at least like show gratitude. What's wrong with well, that? To, as somebody that was literally there and in the building and watching this happen live, they were the, the fans were the I mean, quite a bit of people had cleared out by that time. This was probably at least 15 minutes after the game. The people were literally standing there giving standing ovations to everybody that was coming off the court. The people started clapping for Cat before Cat started acknowledging them. Like Cat was just thanking them for being there. Like it wasn't his fault. Like People were doing that for it's, him. It's not you know some I mean? show he's trying to no, pull. No, he like didn't people, start that. People, people were doing think that. it's like he an attention-seeking, attention-grabbing so show stupid. that he's trying to put on. No, no, it's not. He's just he's just trying to live his life, be happy, appreciate what he has around him. Like, come on. Do we really have to dissect every no. single thing Carl Anthony Towns does to the right. bare bones, like the bare coals? Come on, yeah. like the bare embers. Yeah, what, was... what are we doing here? He's just a guy just trying to put Minnesota back on the map, man. Why do we have to hate? Yeah, I don't we're know. the Timberwolves, I... man. So can't we, can't we that, love? But... Can't we love the Timberwolves for just having fun when the Grizzlies are doing <laughs> right. the same thing? <laughs> but I guess... love what we got sometimes because my goodness is there's we i don't think we appreciate how dark the dark times are around here sometimes i do i personally do yeah i mean the masses of people i said i said before the series i said give me a competitive six game series and that's all i could ask for give us close games give us experience like let ant do his thing let cat do his thing that all happened like every everything that I was on my playoff wish list pretty much happened besides D'Lo kind of, you know, not really showing up. But I'm not too worried about that either, to Oof, be honest. Non-existent. Yeah, that was tough. That was a really tough go. If he had average games, we probably would have won that series. But it is what it is like that. Like that's playoffs, man. Like if you're a Wolves fan and you're upset about what happened. My brother in Christ, how long have you been a Wolves fan, sir? Like, come on now. (laughs) Would you have rather just scouted lottery picks? Like, no, this was fun. Like, give me it again. I cannot wait till next year. Seriously. Yeah. No, I I think that's, you know, the depth of our playoff experience as fans, (laughs) all two series. But I think people forget, too, like, it is a seven-game series, sure. You just have to win or lose four of them to have it. Doesn't end. matter how. You just gotta do but it. I, I I don't think people realize how fast that can go. You know, when things aren't going right, it can just you know skyfall. Or if it's going really well, you can just run somebody over. And unfortunately, we were probably the the stone rolling down the hill in this sense. But you know, it, I mean, it, I, it can I just mean, keep mounting on itself. I mean, can we give a, like? I'm I'll afraid give them- you're gonna start to see with the wild too, but. It's well, that I, same kind of idea, like where I, things start down spiral, tail spinning. See, this is where I don't really see that. I guess game, what was it? Game four, we're down two one. 
we just blew a mat. We just blew that 26 point lead and we, we won the next game. Oh dude, the, if that, if this was the old wolves, we would have right. gotten walked out of the target center heads between the tails between the legs. Like right. we're not howling anymore. So like, what, what well, we, I get that we bounced back. We, we faced adversity and bounced back at least once in this series, yeah. which is what I could ask for, for Anthony Edwards, 20 minutes. And that kind of thing, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, he's just, he's the greatest. Had an unbelievable series. Oh, yeah. I guess I was just more so remembering games five and six, recency bias. Like, you just got to that same point in both games where it was like, mm-hmm. well, this is coming unglued, you know, like, here it comes again. But Right. Well, I no, guess, I, I guess with that being said, I mean, overall playoff, let's do playoffs and regular season. What would you give a grade for the Timberwolves this season no I'd say like I don't know I'm trying to keep it realistic but in perspective you know at the same time kind of giving them credit I'd say like a B plus I don't know I mean if we're dropping A pluses that means we made to like the second round (laughs) right I would say like a B plus just because of the the way they lost some of those games in that series too just you know kind of inexcusable losses but Darn close to an A, about as close to an A as you can get without actually getting one. So really high, right. be good B plus. Yeah, finish the season ten games above five hundred. Had a tough start to the season. Things looked bleak, and we we pushed back. We became a really good defense at one point. Like the chips are there, the chips are there. Yeah, but we are obviously missing a few significant pieces. Um, I would give the Wolves, yeah. Give them a give them a B plus A minus that kind of range. That's that's a good season. Yeah. They did what they had to do, and when you do what you have to do, that's like a eighty-eight, ninety percent, right? Or a little say. more than. Yeah, what you I, had I to was do, just I even guess. thinking like they were. We were projected to at the start of the season win what thirty-nine games. I think it was like thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah. So I mean, just in the national sense, we definitely exceeded expectations by a lot, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's where I would chalk it up. Good year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Exciting. I mean, the best best yeah. year of Wolves basketball we've gotten literally since Kevin Carnett, dude. <laughs> oh, for sure. I cannot sure wait to long. stop yeah. saying that. I cannot wait to stop saying, oh, we just had the best since Kevin Garnett 18 years ago. Insert the insert whatever you want right there. Yeah, right. No, so exactly. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, heading, I guess, what do we, what do you think we need in the off season here? Cause that's going to be coming up. People are going to want D'Lo out of town. I don't know if that's the right decision considering what we probably get back for him. Right. Doesn't, I don't, I yeah. think he, I think his stock trade wise is pretty much tanking. I don't really see a point guard out there that fits as much as D'Lo when he's uh, playing solid at least. And we also need a four because Vanderbilt like does great things like great energy. But if we could get a grizzled vet in at starting at the four, I think we got couple. We just need to add a couple more pieces. I don't know. What are you right. thinking? No, I'd say it's good. I, I don't think there's any definitely massive... size at the big. I think that's the number one priority. The number one priority I is would not say to get trade bigger, D'Angelo yeah. Russell. We got to get like, rebounding. Like the the Twitter the armchair GMs want D'Lo out. Well, that one that makes no sense. Two, 
actually now I just remembered this. Now I'm kind of fired up. I've seen trades where they're like D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons to get him out of Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. No chance. No, please. No. Why? What? No. Who? What? How does that make any sense? The it only, the only reason it would make sense better. is D'Lo goes back to Brooklyn where he succeeded very well. He made an all-star, you know, he was an all-star there, but come on now. Ben, like Ben right. Simmons hasn't played a game in two years. We, we trade our starting point guard for Ben Simmons. You, armchair GMs, dude. Armchair GMs. They drive me insane. I don't even think there's an argument to trade for Ben Simmons right now, just given how he acted even in the playoffs, but that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I don't think there's a landscape change needed for the wolves. I think the pieces are all kind of there plus or minus a a veteran role player here or there. Like you said, size would be good, but I don't think not get bullied in the post. We, we give up way too many offensive rebounds. Like we let them drive the lane a little too much and we just need another like solid defender. Cause we're yeah. running, we're running that high wall pick and roll scheme. That's the only thing we run. We need to get more advanced on defense. So bringing in maybe a vet that Finch has coached in the past, you know, that, yeah. that kind of knows his vibe. That would be nice to bring in to kind of show the ropes and at least introduce something else because being a one dimensional defensive team that could maybe win you a series in the playoffs. But if you need, if you want to get further, you got to have more in the bag. You have more you can pull out of the hat. Oh, for sure. No, Chris you Houdini. definitely need that too. But yeah, I, I would say they already the Timberwolves already got their biggest need, and that was a playoff experience. So yeah, that was that was literally the biggest need. I, I, I literally have said it from, from the play in, like just get us in, have a good series, and that's all I could ask for. That's just what's best for this team. Yeah, yeah I'll be stoked if we beat the Grizzlies, but they're the two seed, so. Like, let's take it yeah. easy here. It's possible, but be put in check. Right. So, I mean, I would, yeah, we'll see what the Wolves do. I'm pretty excited to see what they do. Right. I looked looked up uh, most of the exit interviews. Uh, Sachin Gupta and Chris Finch, they seem like the two coolest dudes ever. Like, yeah, they're no they're kidding. and they're and they're in the market to get better. Like they're they're not going to sit around and deal with the team they have. No, they're in the market to make this a better team. And obviously, with new owners coming in as well, you want to be as energetic as possible, I guess. In a in a way, right? Exactly. So yeah, no, I think things are trending in the right direction there. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot of big changes. I don't think that I wouldn't want to see it. No, I wouldn't want to see it either. Like, how do you feel about the D'Angelo Russell situation then? I just, I mean, like you said, I don't think he's worth enough to get rid of. And I don't think you're going to find necessarily that perfect guy out there right now that would do yeah. it any better than he does anyway. So I don't that's, really see the point. Right. That's he was how frustrating the last six games. Don't get me wrong. But what are you going to do? I mean, you, the players have bad runs, I guess. I, I just, I don't think it's worth trading them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But we'll take a quick break here. Uh, once we get back, we're going to talk some Vikes draft. Uh, Wild kind of slipped up in the playoffs. We'll, we'll discuss that. And, of course, lastly, random Minnesota athlete. Stick around. And welcome back to Spunk Lake Sports episode 28, everyone. Uh, just discuss the Wolves, honestly, that kind of pained me to go through. Not going to lie. 
I miss him already. I, I can't wait for next year, but heading into the new year for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. The NFL draft just got uh, completed here over the weekend. Uh, Vikings had a actually kind of an interesting draft. Uh, not really kind of, kind of like the same as what we've seen in the past, a little bit of trading back a little bit of Rick Spielman type of thing going on here, but Vikings traded back from 12 to 32 with the Detroit lions took Luis. I think it's seen. I think that, I think it's seen. seen. That's how you yep. see. Yeah. Apparently the hardest hitter in the draft. So can't complain about that. End up getting the 34 pick from the lions. And from there, uh, we actually traded back with the Packers, which was interesting, to in-division rivals trading with in the draft so they can get what they want. Kind of weird. But we ended up taking Andrew Booth, the cornerback out of Clemson, uh, with that pick from the Packers. Very stout cornerback, as well as Ed Ingram, uh, standout guard from LSU, and a couple others, including a defensive end from the University of Minnesota, homegrown. Yeah, overall, I, I, like you said, like didn't feel that different between like a Spielman draft versus the new regime. Like it, it felt <laughs> kind of the same. I, I, I know our group chat was just popping off like, oh, yeah, gosh, here we go I, again. I was actually and I'm one of those people, too. I'm not a I'm not a fair person to ask when it comes to the draft. I'm one who's like, can what what gets us the biggest headlines? Let's let let's do that. Like Johnny Manziel. I remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all you for those You were all in picks. on Manziel, dude. Do they have Do they have great chances of working out? Usually, absolutely not. But you know, it, and it, it's funny this year because the pick for me this year at the beginning of the second round was Malik Willis. Like, thought for sure that's what was going to happen. And everybody, you know, all you financial nerds in the NFL saying that you know the Vikings would have taken him in the first round because you get an extra year in his contract. Whatever doesn't matter. I still he wanted him in the second anyways, round. So. Turns out I was wrong, but yeah, no, I a solid draft. I think it hit on a lot of positions we needed more so yeah. than the splashy stuff, you know. Yeah, and then but, that that's kind of what they came into, you know. Like if you watch the interviews from O'Connell and Quesse, that's kind of what they planned to do. They didn't really plan to change from literally the start. They didn't really plan to shake up the roster. They they said they literally said they liked what they had. They just got to fill in some holes. Yeah. Well, they literally yeah. went all they went all pretty much all in on the secondary. Right after them. Yeah, like more than enough in the secondary at that point. Like two cornerbacks, a safety, fill in some positions, like Couple, can't, you know, can't complain about linebackers, that. Yeah. I guess the only thing you can can complain about is the, the trades that were made, right? Yeah, to go no, from, I, I agree with you. To go from like to like the 12 pick to the 32, 32 pick, dropping 20 picks in the first round, and then going up like I think it was 12 in the second round. Yep. So yeah, something exactly. like that. So that's where it kind of like, – that's where a lot of the fans themselves were really upset. I, I mean, I sent those screenshots to you guys. Like, after that trade, people wanted Quesse legitimately fired. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> – I'm not ready to fire a guy. Who's – like, yeah. maybe, maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a joke. But Vikings fans are, like, sensitive people. They wouldn't <laughs> They're sensitive they're people. They're, they usually don't kid too much around when they're angry. 
So I'm, I'm feeling a lot. Some of those were lighthearted, like, oh, yeah, like fire quest, say, haha. But I think a few of them were actually real. Like this guy is just Rick Spielman 2.0. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, no. What is I, it? I will What's say with I these don't. People? We need I to give people less the power idea of trading on with the division. <laughs> I, I don't think the idea of ever trading with the division's good. Yeah, I don't I, think, I don't that's think like it's something a... we needed to do. And Quasi did come out and say, you know, if we didn't trade with them, who's to say they weren't going to trade with them and trade with somebody anyway and get the player they wanted, which right. I understand. But at the same time, too, like if you weren't sold on trading back, don't play defense against your division and trade with them just to be the one to trade, you know, like who's to say we didn't want Kyle Hamilton at 12 right. or Jamison Williams ourselves, but just because you wanted to get a pick away from a divisional rival, like I don't understand that logic either. Like yeah. we needed to be darn so, I mean, it, it was kind of a head. Guy. I think mostly it's a head scratcher because you traded in division. That's, I don't know. That's, that's kind of a interesting move. You just don't see that often. No. Like not just not in not just in like NFL draft trades, but just regular trades in general. You're not sending your players to an in division rival. That's I don't know. Exactly. It's like an I feel like it's almost an unwritten rule. Like that's just you just don't. Right. But also yeah, just takes. I mean, and, and then on like the analytical side, like it takes away an advantage for them from them. To, exactly. You have to trade a you trade one of your guys. You're not going to trade one of your guys to the next team to play you twice a year. Right. No kidding. So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm not a big fan of the trading with who we traded with just for the sake of we handed them the players they wanted. Right. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it can still work out. No, don't get me wrong. We Doesn't can mean still that win we the still division. Have a like good draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not burn the, te- burn the freaking bar down, guys. Like, come on now. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. It doesn't mean that, you know, our, our weekend was a failure, but just we filled holes. backfire. I mean, if Luis Seaton is a, just a giant hard hitter that doesn't get penalties, I think he got like one last year, if I remember correctly. So like, if he manages that, he's going to be a very effective piece on the field. But like, of course, your Vikings pessimists, they're like, oh, sweet. Just another Andrew Sandejo. Like, guys, he hasn't even played a snap yet. Yeah. Like, come let's, on. Let's be easy there. And he even came out and said, I think, in his introductory press conference, he's like, yeah, I know I'm getting paid to be on the field here. Like, I know that's the, the, the deal. So the, the getting ejections and stuff is not something I don't think we need to worry about. Like, they can, yeah. they can figure that out. Yeah, and like they're professional coaches, like they're gonna coach him up. The professional coaches' jobs are also on the line that this mm-hmm. first round pick turns out and hits people hard without getting penalties. Yeah. So exactly. that's that's also on them. And but, the Vikings do need some more athleticism on the back end. So yes, it, they do. it was needed. Terribly, terribly. Well, then we get into our favorite time of the season, the draft grades which I am absolutely not going to do because why would we? Because these guys have never taken a snap on the field. (laughs) They still have a whole summer to work out, get better. I can't believe people do that, by the way. I I will never figure out. I I, I get it. You want to talk about what your team just did. You want to, you know, NFL writers want to continue talking about football. Brings in money, of course, of course. How how are we going to? 
you can sit here and say like all oh, good trade bad trade based on value picks like, yeah like trades trades i can see like value blah 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 that but, kind of thing or if you trade one of your players for picks like the eagles did aj brown like you can try to grade that at least but mm-hmm. whoever the eagles got we still don't know what he is because he hasn't taken a snap yet right yeah and like i'm sure people great guys I'm that haven't even played I'm sure people gave the Vikings an F for drafting Justin Jefferson. I'm sure some people did. Right. Yeah. That, and that's the thing is every, <laughs> every good it's just, it's, it's ranking literally you see going to be a bad one. I think, I think people get really emotional about sports and they fail to realize that it's all subjective. Like, yeah, it's, it's just opinion based. This and when someone doesn't have the yeah. same opinion, people just go off and it's like, all right. There's always two sides to a story here. Like you, and then they, then there's nitpicking stats, blah, blah, blah. It's just people will do anything to prove a point. <laughs> then that's exactly it too. So I think that's, that's the bigger thing with these, these draft grades that you see is people just trying to boy, you know, voice their opinion, thinking they're right. And they know the answer. And yeah. I'm thinking, like the, said, I'm thinking the Carolina Panthers get a C minus here on their draft grade because they didn't go with a quarterback in round one. All right. Expert analysis. But what about the yeah. guy they drafted that the offensive tackle from North Carolina state supposed to be like an absolute dominant player just because they didn't yeah. take the flashy guy. Doesn't mean they get a bad draft grade. That's, yeah, half of it too that's why i was handing out f's in the early 2010s when johnny manzel wasn't a viking <laughs> you know it's all the same thing well it should either be an a i guess an a or an f at that point mm-hmm. like if you like yeah. obviously if you didn't address any of your needs and you're kind of an incompetent front office then yeah i guess you deserve an f like if well, yeah you if, a, the- if you have a stacked offensive line and you load up on offensive line in the draft then yeah i guess you deserve it or yeah, you but come on, but you're not draft like, a punter first round or something. Sure, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, give him an F. Yeah, I guess go ahead, give him an F. If that gets you more clicks, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just but, saying. Yeah, just stupid. I mean, over overall, I'm just kind of the only thing I'm kind of butthurt about, I guess, is the fact that both both of those cornerbacks, uh, Gardner, uh, went in the yeah. first four picks. I was like. I, I immediately assumed we were drafting a wide receiver at 12. I, I think those two were on Questy's draft board, number one and two. And I, think I think those when were, they legit, were gone, the two guys we wanted at 12. Yeah, either one of those two. But, yeah, I agree with I, you 100%. Once, once they're gone, then, well, then that's, I'm sure, when we were starting to make calls. Mm-hmm. And that – when Stingley got taken before Sauce, I was my jaw almost hit the floor because I thought I thought Sauce Gardner was going to go into like a Malik Willis type fall, like maybe get to the mid first round. Really? No, I once I saw that, I was like, oh, Sauce is definitely if right. They're, well, if they're yeah. if they're reaching, I thought, I if someone's reaching for a didn't. corner that high, like someone else is going to. And he went and took the wrong one. Why did Houston take the wrong one? I don't understand Jets why. Jets had a didn't nice draft. Them. I'm not the Jets had a really nice Jets draft. draft was awesome. I loved like not I mean I like I guess we can't I guess we love their draft, but we'll see what they do on the field. But they got three extremely productive players again in the first they got round. The flat, 
they they were the king i guess the dominant team of getting the flashy names yeah so they got the fun they got the fun players jermaine johnson uh florida state crazy talent i actually watched him on last chance you like he's on that show Mm -hmm. which is crazy and then garrett wilson the wide receiver out of ohio state and also sauce Gardner. like that's uh that big last two drafts the jets have they need a, they need Zach Wilson to take the next step because I think the Jets are almost ready to take the next. Give them like obviously two years, they'll be ready to make, t- take the next step if Zach Wilson brings them there. Be interesting, yeah. There's actually pieces around him now. It's not just Zach Wilson running for his life. So yeah, it's just tossing drag routes to Jamison Crowder. Right, seriously. Getting tr- avoiding and getting murdered. Braxton Berrios, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like good, good for him. Good for him. Good draft for the Jets. I'm actually really interested to see how Sauce is there. I we loved him from Agreed. the start. Agreed. Jets might have to be like my like second bandwagon team. Just AFC, like AFC boom. team of choice. It's it's like it's a classic Yas bandwagon team because of how bad they are. Like when, when there's a really bad team on like stealing the sauce up, spot for them. Yeah, like I just feel like it would be like if the Orlando Magic started, like if they drafted like Chet and they had Jalen Suggs and Chet and they started making a run. Oh, would I hop on that bandwagon? Yeah, fair. No, I'll give you that. I see that. I get where you're coming from. There's backing behind it. You're just you're not totally and, and it's just your the mind. magic too. So you're just like, all you can think of the magic is Penny and Shaq and a couple years of T Mac. Right. So they haven't exactly. had much. They're they're kind of like us. They just haven't had much. They're relatable. That's good. They're relatable because they're, they're terrible. Relatable. Yeah, that's probably not a good thing. But you know, yeah, it works. It, <laughs> we feel pain, Minnesota sports. But relatable. heading into but yeah, I guess I just looked at my computer. <laughs> I had that pause because more pain is approaching. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Wild dropped game one in the XL Energy Center last night because we're recording on Tuesday. Drop game one to the Blues for Rip. The Blues goaltending was off the charts. And Klon, wow. that I don't watch much like hockey in general, but that was just felt like a reincarnation of Jake Allen and the 2017 Blues. Just un, unreal goaltending throughout the entire series. Yeah. I really hope that's not the same. Yeah, it boy oh boy. What a I I was seriously I think this is okay. Let me let me say this first. This is why yeah. hockey upsets me because we can outplay them, time of possession, just destroy them in shots, second chance shots. We can do that all game, but if your goaltender has a great game, doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. you can you can win the game but not win the game or you can win the game and just not put the puck in the net. Yeah, and well, then you can play for one stat that matters, but oh, it's just like it's so frustrating to see us like watch us play well only to not be able to put the puck in the net. Yeah, that's what's well, frustrating. It was, it was a seriously, I, I was in a bad mood, I think, all day today. It's just <laughs> from that last, like, seriously, I, I really do think it kind of messed with me a little bit, but just so flat. And, and not flat like the, the off we were, we were attacking on offense make trying to make things happen getting decent looks i think one of the more misleading stats that you kind of pointed out is shots on goal like we got 
a lot of shots on goal early. But were they quality shots? They weren't on great goal. looks. So yeah. yeah, like a I, lot I, of them I, were I, just I kind of flicked at the sure. goalie from weird angles, and we were just yeah, we were just yeah, kind of ripping. Okay. Anytime we had a opportunity to have a shot, we're ripping it like on goal. Yeah, right, and, and we were okay there. Our defense was awful on the back end. I think there were two or three guys oh, that like special had no, had no idea they were playing in a playoff game. Yeah, special teams, um, penalty kill, power play. Special that's teams that's like a that's like the twins pitching. It's just like that's just the yep. one thing that's always missing from the wild, like a penalty kill slash power play. I don't even know where you look like at this individual team right now. Like we have a couple guys that were healthy scratches that they're gonna flip in and out of the lineup by tomorrow. Gonna try a couple of different things. Obviously, by the time people hear this, the game two will be over. But I don't. I don't even know what direction you go because you finally had you just your gotta, healthy team basically at full strength out there, and I guess you, you play better. You, you sucked. Like what, expert what analysis from Spunk Lake Sports. Uh, I guess yeah, you just I gotta do. play better. I, but seriously, like I, I don't know what you do. Like that that same team beat Colorado in Colorado this year. Like. The, the wild beat the Panthers in Florida. Like this team is good. I don't, I don't know what in the world they were trying to do last night. It, again, it felt like on offense, they were okay. Straight up five on five. Mm-hmm. It's just every other facet of the game. Was even, I mean, even when good. we were on the power play, they were getting looks at the net from, from our power play. Like mm-hmm. there was, we were making I think, okay. We darn near could have given up. I, I'm a sports fan. So like I see things. Like, but I don't necessarily know the hockey game, but there was a lot, you could just tell there was a lot of lazy passing or quick twitch passing. A lot, a lot of guys I felt like on the back end were just playing in slow motion a little bit. And that's kind of where we got in trouble, not, guys just being and lazy and I can, you, not you lazy, want, but make a bad pass. And, and you know, one know wrong. how I can tell it's playoff hockey is because it looks like some of those pl- like blues players have caught up to Kirill Kaprizov a little bit. Like yeah. during the regular well, Kirill season, was flying last night. Like but. during during the regular season, their Kirill was washing past people, like washing past him. Now like game 1 I saw, he was still fa- like he's still his same speed. He's still like, unbelievable. He's yeah. He's still unbelievable. He's still on like that same speed, but the Blues have playoff experience, so they took it they took their athleticism, yeah. I guess, and then he, took it up a notch to kind of like not really match it, I guess, but counter it. The biggest problem, I think, with Kirill's line is not Kirill, but it, it will he, never he, be. Like, if you noticed last night, he has two guys running at him at all times. I, I was like, just going to say, I was just going to say, it's never line, really two Kirill. Guys chasing him. Right. It's never really Kirill because there's always two guys yeah. chasing him. So he's got to get that. Yeah. It's almost like watching Carl Anthony Townsend getting double teamed in the post. <laughs> but yeah, almost a, a certain degree, kind of, because then I think the problem is because I, I did see him make a couple rough passes last night it. too, like out yeah. of those kind of double teams or whatever you yeah. want to call them. I guess yeah, it's there. I mean, the, he he didn't play a perfect game, but I, I still think he was generating the most offense out of anybody. Anyone I mean, with that type of skill, when you don't oh, score you're a goal, but off. you're running yeah. the offense, so. I would never put like the blame ever on solely on Kapril Kaprizov. I think hockey's the also really the only sport where you can't put a loss on literally one person. Well, Jordan like, tech, Greenway like technically got in football, if someone fumbles and loses the but... game, 
And then in baseball, like you could walk a guy with the bases loaded basketball. Right. You could go O of 12 from the field. Yeah. Like you can say it's, Oh, it's a team game. We got to play better. But there is, if there, like, sometimes there's specifically one person that plays bad, that really can decide the game. I don't think hockey is yeah. that sport at all. Unless no, you, I, unless I you really screw up, but these guys are professionals, like professional yeah. professionals. They me, know how me out there to lose it on an individual level, but yeah, just, just stupid stuff. Like Jordan Greenway going to the penalty box twice. Just yep. stuff. Boy, you, that felt stuff like watching a game all with all those penalties. I have that. I don't know how many penalties were called in that game, but that was like watching a game of Chell. It was like, right. Peep, there was someone in the penalty box the entire time. And that's exactly the game the Wild don't want to play because they're not very good on penalty kill and they're not good on the power play. So you don't want to do either, really. You'd rather just defer, you know, decline all just your Just control the game five, five on five. five. You can't but, re- I mean, I guess you can't and, really say you don't want a power play, but it doesn't. Right, it's yeah, not I mean, like a strength down, of ours. It's just, yeah, it's unreal. I mean, we're we're 6% on the power play against St. Louis right now. Like, wow. 6% of the time. It's ridiculous. Like, this year? I believe the stat was from just this year, yeah. Or the last Damn couple years. Something, but 6% of the time. Whew. So, I guess. It's brutal. I mean, like, it's, it's unbelievable how bad we are at certain things. And we're still, at one point this year, you know, right around New Year's, we were the best team in the NHL. Like, power rankings wise and we just are so bad at some other stuff it's crazy that, yeah it's just gonna kill us when it all comes down to it but i guess we're the i mean you kind of tried to explain it but i guess what's the best move from here that you see do you need to change anything with the lines do you would, need to i would yeah i would like flip, if you're coach you know, what do you uh, i guess if you're coach what do you do if you're coach dean Oh, Dmitry Kulikov was awful last night, so I pull him. I probably put – I don't know. You could probably go back to Goligoski or somebody. They got a couple of defensemen that could play. I mean, hell, you could you could pretty much take everybody out if you want. I think they had three guys. I think Connor Dewar is an option. Goligoski and Nick Bukestad all could end up playing tomorrow, mm-hmm. which we'll see if they do. Obviously, this will be I just hope it doesn't fact, get but... shook up too much. You don't want, like, you no. don't want to overreact after one game and, like, just it would start all be throwing different options stuff. out there. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster every time. Right. Yeah, it's all fourth-line stuff. I don't think, like, even the goalie situation, do you go to Talbot probably instead of Flurry? I would probably just switch it up. Mm-hmm. Not that Flurry really did anything wrong, but really the biggest difference, I think, is – I don't Pucks think I, I was watching it. Flurry really, I mean, he was trying his hardest out there. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're getting, <laughs> they were, they were getting some really balls. good yeah, second, not, third, not fourth opportunities. So right. I would just say the biggest thing is guys just, we need to be better with the puck as crazy as it sounds. And then defense just can't sleep. So offensively, just got to, got to get more looks. You know, we can't just be, we, we love to fall in love with, going slot to slot basically and just kind of like basketball terms reversing it around and <laughs> just not swinging really it anything. swinging it swinging it basically you know what i mean like we just that, need that, different oh different, different that just gives me like wild playoffs ptsd i feel like i've yeah. seen this so many times <laughs> yeah it was swing swing active look on the offense but boring on offense like they were moving the puck around getting looks but it was all boring you know Guys weren't were, coming they, from they were weird getting angles, looks, getting but they weren't motion. getting like they were getting looks, but I wouldn't say like good looks. They weren't working mm. it inside. They weren't agreed. 
making the defenders move around enough right. to like get some space for an open shot. Exactly. It's like Again, yeah, it's like the, it was like watching the Wolves means, run. But, uh, yeah. It was literally like watching the Wolves run a half court offense. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much with with the lead with five minutes left. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, at least the Wild don't blow a lead. We like that. We really don't, like. That. Don't know X's and O's that well. Can't speak to the exact terminology, but yeah, that that's my two cents worth. For sure. Just so gotta game, be gotta be better on offense, and just your defenseman can't be sleeping. Game two prediction. What are you thinking? Talbot plays. Yeah, I think I think we win. <laughs> we have to win one of these. I mean, we're all for yeah. lifetime against the Blues this year, so it it is the series. You know, winner go home. Literally in game two, it's kind of crazy to say, but I, wow. I do think they win. I think the Wild win. Okay. So okay, let's see. Need it, it yeah. but we'll need. Yeah, St. Cloud or St. Cloud. St. Paul was popping, popping. Yeah. God, yeah, it looked like a great time down there. Minnesota sports when teams are good, just a, just happy. Yeah, just it's, dying for it anything. It stinks when we lose, obviously, really stinks. But Twins are good, Wild are good, Wolves are good, Vikings are solid? Question mark? <laughs> solid question mark? We'll take. They're they're I th- for the first time ever, I think the Vikings are the wild card team out of all the Minnesota sports teams. Right. It's well, yeah, it's crazy to say. Yeah, usually they're the most consistent, whether it be bad or good, but at least we usually know what we're getting out of them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, it's crazy to think that, but here we are. Here we are. Go wolves back. Let's go wild. Go twins. Skull Vikes. Here we go. Bring, bring on 2022, 2023. <laughs> let's do it. Just send them all in. So let's fire up another season. All right, Claude. Well, let's uh, round out the episode here with obviously everyone's favorite topic and Trevor Mbakwe's random Minnesota athlete of the week. Who do you got? Who do you got this week? Anyone, anyone spicy, interesting? Uh, I tried, uh, I tried switching up a little bit just for the sake of getting the mojo going back in our direction, but going to the hockey world, I, I can't believe we haven't done, I haven't done this guy yet. Actually, I'm kind of shocked. I think I've only done one hockey player. So this you is have. my second, but this is uh, basically the guy that the wild probably wish they had back again. And uh, the longtime captain Miko Koivu um, actually got his Jersey retired this year by the wild fun fact, but Shout out Miko, he's like the yeah. Joe Maurer of wild hockey, but not Seriously. from Minnesota. Good comp, good comp. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, just longtime player, spent 15 years in Minnesota, played over 1,000 games with the Wild, uh, scored 205 goals in his career. Wasn't a goal scorer, I guess, but, um, you know, obviously generated 709 points total. So darn, you know, 7 out of 10 for points per game. That's it's not bad, especially a center. One of the greats, if not the greatest Wild player in history. I, I think that's an Gabrick? argument. I definitely would say he's up there. He's top three, probably. In the I, would, yeah, of the I was wild. just going to say probably top three for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely has a case for one. I mean, we've only yeah, existed probably for 22 right years, now. so there's I mean, not a great influx of hopefully like, lifetime hopefully. players, I guess. Life, lifetime. Yeah, You're right. Lifetime yeah, players. that's the other thing, too. Hopefully 10 years from now that, that this isn't a 
discussion anymore. There's obviously would be a new clear hopefully, choice. Yeah, hopefully Kirill's number one with three MVPs, four Stanley Cups. Up everybody, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely Miko Koivu. Just long time guy you didn't notice, and that's I think a good thing coming from a center because he didn't he, he didn't make mistakes. You know, like yeah. just made the solid yeah. plays all the time and. And that's not a knock that's on him. Solid. I don't hope that's degrading at all, but no, good solid player for a long time. Well, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Nico Koi, we need, it. We need solid around here. What about that's you? The first Bring jersey that went in the rafters again. at the XL, right? Yeah, I, as far as I know, it's the only jersey retired. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, that's why I thought too. All right, well, from one lifetime yeah, Minnesota. Something from one lifetime Minnesota player to a guy who only played half a season with us. Uh, my random Minnesota athlete of the week this week is a guy who only played 50, 59 games for the Minnesota twins. That and is his, crazy to me. I would never have guessed that either. I would have said way more than that. No. Yeah. I, I thought he was only here for a year, but I didn't know it was only like 59 games. I, I guess, I guess I did know we traded for him, but Orlando Cabrera, if you remember that name, you watched the 2009 twin season, picked him up at the deadline, 289 average when he came here, five home runs, including one in the AL Central tiebreaker versus the Tigers, which is which will be honestly burned into my mind forever. Probably one, probably my favorite, second favorite Minnesota Twins moment I've actually witnessed with my eyes next to Alexi Casilla knocking in Carlos Gomez and winning the division. Yeah. But agreed. That was what a, what a legendary he Orlando Cabrera was just an absolute electric factory at third and short for us for those very solemn 59 games. And he was like, how was it only 59 games? I, I could have sworn he started that season with us and played the whole year, but I guess I was just, uh, he was 34 at the time, too. He's at, he only had two years left in the league, and he just came on and put on a show. I don't, if anyone remembers that legendary 2009 AL Central tiebreaker versus the Tigers, seventh inning, twins down 2-3. <laughs> Cabrera just pulls one right down the line, barely makes it over the fence. Twins take the lead 5 or no, 4-3, then Miguel Cabrera hits a home run of his own the very next inning in very Twins fashion, you know, when we take the lead in, in a big game and then just give it right back the very next half inning. Right. Yeah, that, that sounds about par for the course. Craziest game ever. Then it goes into the 10th. They, the Tigers score, and then we score to tie up them. And then... Casilla gets thrown out at home from a fly ball from left field game mm-hmm. goes into the 12th inning where Gomez gets to second and Casilla knocks him in, gets a base hit. And obviously go, go Gomez. He's you're not going to catch him. I- iconic picture, iconic picture of him sliding. At home. I-, I hope I, I hope I painted the perfect picture for those who have forgotten about that game. Never forget. Never forget that was that was pure emotional, just happiness. That was like that, especially at a time where I was like twelve. That was probably the biggest Minnesota sports moment I've ever experienced at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. At the time, I would agree because it was at that the and sure. the uh, 
And then the NFC championship game with the Vikings were all, that was all right around the same time. So yeah, that was a, yeah, that, that was a big yeah. stretch for us. So <laughs> never forget that Joe Mauer run. doubled down the line that they called the foul. I will never forget that dude. Oh, was that 2011 or 09 in Yankee stadium? It might've been 10. Or it could have been 10 too. I think it was 10 first year at target field. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. Actually. Yep. I forgot who we played in that 2000 target years. 12 target fields, 12 years old. Yes. Dude, that's crazy because that's wild. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost 25. <laughs> you uh, are 25. Yeah, already, already passed that landmark. Oh yeah. Perks of being younger than some of the people in the grade below you. Yeah. It turns out that's a benefit and not so much of a of a problem well it it used to be a problem i had to ask rides from you guys 24 7 my sister was basically my chaperone for (laughs) two years until i got my license she was just at the uh, trevor hall concert yeah she went to the yeah yeah i told you that she went to the trevor hall concert i yeah that's the that's the guy we just saw (laughs) you just just saw him on first half yeah, that, that's the one you went to. Because, yeah, you texted me a month ago. Do you know who Trevor Hall is? And I reply back and I go. I didn't. Yeah, no. No clue. <laughs> no, but I'm sure my sister knows who he is. Little you did. did I, yeah, that's so funny. We're little forward. did I know. Like, until I found out like a week ago where she's like, I'm like, oh, what concert are you going to in Colorado? Trevor Hall. And I was like, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. <laughs> I knew what it. I knew it. I knew it. Klon. My sister is going to Trevor Hall, so she knows Trevor Hall. Confirmed officially. Yeah. Good concert. Good time. I, I sure hope so. And Red also, Rocks, I would imagine, makes it even better. But First Ave is a pretty nice venue in itself. So I enjoyed I, I've been there a couple times. I certainly enjoyed it. And on top Red of that, Rocks. hey, we might get Ant Jr. on. How about that? He said one day. Never said no. We'll, just, we'll see how long. Well, one day in dog years. Yeah, we might be here a while. <laughs> hey, that's, well, you know, that might be like six months or however it works. I don't know. But he said one day, he never said no. So he didn't say no. People stick around because we might have a one-on-one or two-on-one interview with Anthony Edwards' dog. How about that? It'd be fun. I'd be fun. I'd, I'm sure he, the, the dog would love it. I have I'll bring pressing, the dog treats. I have pressing, pressing questions to ask, and I don't want to give them away. But I do yep. want to know who got their confidence from who. That needs to be decided. Because I that's that is an important if Ant Jr. has as much confidence as Ant says he does, I feel like Ant Jr. might might be leaning the other way. He might have given Ant the confidence. Yeah. Well, whoever gave it to who, I'm glad Ant's got it. So I'll take <laughs> True. that. Shout, shout out Ant Jr. Please. Yeah, shout out Ant Jr. <laughs> we'll we'll have you on. This is gonna be a great time. But, Klon, you got any last words before you wrap her up here? Go uh, wild, go twins. Uh, well, don't blow it. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not let's not continue the first round losing. Hopefully, hopefully. But no, hopefully. I don't know if anybody's got any tips for I uh, either Coping. bit my lip in my sleep, <laughs> uh, or just like my retainer that I oh, still yeah. wear. Shout out me and my orthodontic ability to keep my teeth straight. Um, I've somehow cut my bottom lip overnight and it hurts really bad. So if anybody has any tips on how to make the inside of your like inner gum slash lip area heal faster. There's got to be some sort of ointment or something. 
Yeah, I saw like gargling with salt water and stuff to clean it out and stuff, or just like washing it all with salt water. But I didn't really just get like anything. numbs. Yeah, but that like yeah. numbs it. For Doesn't like heal 20 it. Twenty yeah, seconds and then it hurts again. No, I, I'm yeah, I'm your classic lip biter. So, oh man, yeah, I'm cannibal. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> that is. What is that, are you that, still a cannibal wow, if you're eating a, yourself? That's a wild accusation. <laughs> well, you said you you're a lip biter. Whatever. No, a lip. I bite my lip. Sometimes yeah. I hurt. Sometimes I cut it. I don't know. I just get nervous sometimes. I guess. I get <laughs> yeah. nervous when I watch the Wolves claw. And what nervous, am I supposed ner- to do? Nervous habits with the. Eyes. I just nice. I just finished watching the Wolves playoff series. Sorry, I not at my lip so you way don't too have much. A face left. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I was yeah. nervous the entire the last week and a half. Fair. Well, good thing it starts all over for me this week, so that'll be a blast. Yeah, that's true. It does start all over with the Wild, and then the Twins, and then the Vikings, well, and the Wolves, and the Wild. Thank the God, Twins. there's a thank God, there's a four month stretch before the Twins really get down to crunch time yet. But yeah, at least we can enjoy it a little bit. But for us here at Spunk Lake Sports, that is episode number twenty eight. So once again, thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully, we get uh, Anthony Edwards Jr. on here. Who knows? I would love to have him on. Love to ask him some questions. But for Spunk Lake Sports. Catch you next time.